in this week's episode of ND Vision. Yeah. You know what's funny on that topic? My like random side dream would be to open like a true Southern honky tonk bar and I wanted to call it Daisy Dukes. Okay. And instead of like Hooters, like the tops, it would be Shorts. like weird side note. I will um, I'll invest in that. <laughs> yeah, you let me know. You let me know when a good place opens up and I'll get it going. Investors. I feel like every girl has their, you know, like uh guy that you would like what do they call it like when it's a suit your hall pass or oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah uh, so not- Gomez. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so funny like mine is probably the last thing you would think of but kevin knows this is johnny knoxville hello and welcome to this episode of nd vision i'm super excited today that we have our very first sponsor uh it is the shop at maine that's right on main street in wellsville and uh, let's do a little cutaway the shop at maine located at 89 north main street in wellsville is a small town boutique and cafe with up-to-date trends they offer clothing accessories and gifts at an affordable price need a morning or mid-afternoon pick-me-up the Shop at Maine has a wide selection of yummy caffeinated beverages, as well as homemade pastries for your liking. Stop at the shop today. I feel like we should have toasted. Oh, we should we toast. We should still toast. All right, let's, like... let me do this. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> uh, so as you can see, my guest here today is uh, Jordan Lexus, Jordan Lexus Costello, um, who's a, an incredibly talented photographer uh, and social media presence who just got into fitness and mental health, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so Jordan, one of the first things I like to ask everybody is tell me about yourself. <laughs> so you can start back as early as you want to and, yeah. and go from there. There's a lot. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> um, let's see. I graduated from SIO and I'm one of four kids. So there's uh, I have a brother, two sisters. Um, Where do you sit? I'm the middle, the okay. middle girl. So I just call myself the middle child. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we grew up on a farm, so like very country, rural lifestyle. Very small school, you know, graduated 20, yep. like very small. Um, I also went to Sio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went to Alfred State because everybody pushed education so hard. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really fit in. Like, I started in nursing. I switched my major weekend. I was like, well, this is not for me. I switched to vet tech. Loved it. I worked at Cuba Vet, actually, for a while. Really? And while I was finishing my degree. And I just realized, like, the working nine to five in a building every day was not going to be for me. And at the time, I was doing my photography business, working at the vet and working at the country club. So, like... And how old were you at this point? Mm-hmm. 18. Okay. Yeah. So three jobs. Like, I don't <laughs> know, you know, year like, old, that's... yeah, like I was just, I've always been like a very goal driven person, like yeah. filled my time with purpose. And so, um, I left with two semesters left and was like, I, I told my husband at the time who we were like, we met when we were really young. So mm-hmm. he's been a big supporter my whole life. Um, I just was like, give me like two months and I'm going to prove to you that I can make this work full time for me. Like, I was always the kind of person that didn't want to lean on somebody else for support financially. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, give me two months, and I'll prove to you that I can make this work for me. Yeah. And I just hustled as hard as I could. I reached into everything that I needed to know to grow my business on social media because I knew, like, that was the way at the time to grow a mm-hmm. business. You know, flyers and stuff don't really work anymore. And what year was that, you um, that you, like, truly started? 
Well, I mean, I started my business my senior year of high school, actually, mm. and like was legalized and everything. And then when I went full time with my business and um, left school, I think it was like 2016. Okay. Yeah. And I worked at the country club for a little while, just like, you know, bartending and stuff like that, just like for tips and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then I eventually left that and was just doing my business full time. Wow. Yeah. You started really young. Yeah. It's crazy, actually. Like, people will meet me, like, other vendors at a wedding and be like, like, how long have you been doing it? And I'm like, oh, like, 11, 12 years. They're like, really? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you look 12. I know. I'm like, <laughs> look, definitely look uh, younger than I am. Yeah. If you want to take a drink, feel free to take drinks. Um, who, how did you get into photography? Like, was there, did you have a specific mentor or did you just take a class in high school and say, I like this? No. So like I was a, you know, we grew up on the farm, lots of animals all the time. Mm -hmm. And I was a kid and I didn't really have a lot of light. Like I wasn't really like a technology person. I didn't play on iPads or computers or things like that. We were always outside. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like that just wasn't my thing, I guess. Mm -hmm. Well, um, uh, growing up though, I did. I was always outside. We yeah, grew up on Yeager Hill. Yes. And yeah. it was just me and There's myself and I. There's just a lot I. going on, you know? Yeah. So you're like, so I remember asking my parents for a camera for Christmas and they ended up getting me one, you know, which now that I look back, I'm like, yeah, that's an easy gift to what get a kid. It? I think it was a Canon T3i Rebel. Oh, that's, yeah. a, so the that's a crazy good camera. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And, uh, that, so I just that started, was like top tier at the time. Yeah. Canon's Rebel series? Yeah. Man. So I just started taking pictures of animals. Um, and that, like, my family would always be so supportive. You know, they were like, oh, that looks so good, Jordan. So then they'd be like, will you take pictures of so-and-so, um, like my brother's kids or my cousin at the time had a little girl. She was like, I think my first photo shoot. Mm -hmm. And so, like, it just kind of grew, you know, and then I would share things. And people would be like, will you do it for me? And, like, it grew from there. Then it just turned into, like, a full-time passion. Yeah. So... I, I love it when you can turn your passion into your income. Yeah. Um, and also, it's very important. Like you mentioned, can I say Kevin? Yeah. Okay. You mentioned Kevin, your husband. Um, I mean, without Nicole, uh, I wouldn't be yeah. here where I am today. Yeah. Because um, I was working corporate jobs. Um, I was either the, like the marketing coordinator or video production um, manager, or whatever it may be. And uh, when I decided to branch out on my own she was like yes yeah do it she made me take the class to record first that's <laughs> like a, that's yeah. a thing but uh but yeah it's awesome having a, a good support network of family yeah. friends and then especially your significant other i think is the most important if you yeah. have a significant other yeah no he was really great about being like you know i'll support whatever you want to do however you need me to just support you and he was really understanding of me being like okay this weekend i have to be away i have to photograph a wedding mm -hmm. so much to the point of like I'm so thankful and so lucky to have him. But like when I had my son, yeah, I was like, you know, as a business owner, you don't get maternity leave. Mm -mm. You don't get like that's on you to save up. Three and days take with off. Gray. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I photographed a wedding a week after having my first son. A week after. It was insane. And he came to the wedding with me, sat in the car and like occupied the baby when the baby needed to nurse, I took a break, which like God bless my clients too, were like so understanding. Yeah. Thankfully, like I had such a good relationship with my clients. Um, so I'd nurse the baby quick and I'd go back to work. Like, so like to that point of like support, like he's always been awesome. so supportive. Yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. And then your kids become your biggest fans. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my, no, honestly, my kids are like so supportive of it and they like 
love to join in on photo shoots. Like <laughs> I, there's somewhere I'm like, okay, you guys got to hang out inside. Like you can't come out for, but like I had a shoot this summer. Actually, it was a little boy, super cute, but he was really shy. He didn't want to let go of his mom. Mm-hmm. And uh, Marley ended up coming out at the end of the photo shoot and was like picking flowers to hand to him. And he just lit up. He was like, Aww. yeah, he was like, he got down, he let go of his mom. He was smiling. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, this is working. Stay here, Marley. <laughs> So did you start out with the studio or did you just start out? No, started outside. Okay. Yeah. My very first studio was probably, um, I'm trying to think like maybe four years into my business. Okay. And I bought, or I rented the space on main street and then that was before I had my kids. On main street and Wellsville. Yep. 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 I was in that same space. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And then from there I got, I was, um, expecting my son and I was like okay how am I gonna make this work mm-hmm. my grandma at the time was living alone she's here in Wellsville um she had a whole back area of her house that was just completely empty wow. so I my husband is a contractor so he remodeled it for me into a studio space so again like such a supportive family yeah I would go in for photo shoots leave my son with my grandma while I was doing the photo shoots and then you know be able to grab him when I was done and I don't like it was just such a good support system. And then from there, I um, purchased one of the oldest first original buildings in Sio. Mm. Yeah. From the Wizards, right? Yeah. 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 Do they still own it when you bought it? Did yes. you buy it from them? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yep. Um, so originally it was like the first grocery store, I think, in Sio. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. I have like the original key and everything, which I passed on to the girl who just bought it from me. But who bought it? Deb Miller. And oh, she, for the Yeah, she put in a men, her mental health counseling yeah. um, center in there, which was like, it just aligned. Like, all my <laughs> values and everything. Like, I was like, wow, this couldn't be better. Like, I wanted the building to go to somebody who I knew had good intentions, you know, and mm-hmm. wasn't just going to turn it into, like, you know. A brothel. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah, so, and then I, so I sold the building. Uh, market was really high. Yeah. Opportunity was really good. And my values with photography were changing, too. I didn't really want to do any studio work anymore. I just mm-hmm. wanted to document true real life as it was happening moments. Right. And so I was like, the studio doesn't really align with me anymore. I'm ready for this like journey to be done. So sold it and moved on. So you, when you started, you didn't have, you just liked taking photos. Yeah. Then who were, who were like the, who were the local top tier photographers when you started? Um, at the time... It's hard. Like it was not nearly as saturated right. as it is now. Pop-up um, photographers. Yeah, it was not like that at all when I started. Um, so I'm trying to think of some like Courtney Raleigh. She was really good. She was out of Nunday mm-hmm. area. Um, she's still phenomenal. Um, Liz Stearns was a photographer when I was doing it. Oh, yeah. uh, we would collab together every once in a while. She was actually super helpful when I first started out. Um, would just like teaching me about things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't know a lot of photographers. Really? Wow. Who, yeah. who is a... It wasn't a, like I saw... Marika? Marika? Oh, yeah, yeah. Marika. Marika. She was great, too. Like, yeah. she was doing all the seniors at the time. She did my senior photos. And the only reason I know that is because she, all of her images are in Dr. Yes. Kassas' office. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, is she still doing stuff? I don't know, to be honest. Oh. I don't follow a lot of people on Facebook and stuff, so I don't know. Um but yeah, like when I started out, it wasn't like I had people I was watching that mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, I want to do that. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it was totally different intentions. And then as I got further into things and developed like style, then I found like people that I aspired after and like 
found his inspiration, like Haley Faria and... Um, Have you heard of Elena Shem- Shemlova? Shemlova? No. She's from Ukraine. Oh, I gotta look her up. We'll yeah, look her up later. To, yeah, yeah. She's like dreamy. I love her photos. Yeah. They're, they're like fairy tale kind it's, of style. It's hard now, I will say, to be a photographer because there's so much inspiration in like a 15 second. Yeah, like you can just scroll through and pass by 40 photographers whose mm-hmm. work is phenomenal. I can't tell you how many times I've heard um, people be like, oh, I, I can do that with my phone. Yeah. And it's like, well, in a sense you can. Yeah. But you can't master framing. You can't master well, the <laughs> uh, quality your lighting. Is, and everything. You could definitely take a picture with your phone. Yeah. But like people could point out plain as day camera phone. Yeah. Like you could put the image aside. If you try to blow it up. You'll always be able to tell. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Um, because I'm not bashing. Uh, also, I'm not bashing self. I'm talking ninety percent of the behind the scenes photos and stuff. I yeah. Think are, are no, you this. definitely need it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I love like having two different things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's nice to have it for behind the scenes. It's nice to have it for like you know. I don't always want to carry my big camera around with me. Like it's when we annoying. go to Pumpkinville with the kids, I just want to take a quick cell phone photo. Mm-hmm. I don't want to bring my whole camera. For social media, these are yeah, like, ooh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Speaking of, of cameras, you're a Canon. You're a Canon. Yeah, guy. yeah. I'm I have been Sony from guy. the beginning. <laughs> you know, I hear a lot of good things about Sony, though. Yeah. Well, I think Sony Sony's more video people like Sony more. Yeah. Because the mirrorless Sony's. Although, because, oh. I shoot an R6, and their oh, video yeah. quality is phenomenal. Yeah. So good. So Canon, Canon, is, Canon is like... Um, They're catching up. Canon's the universal, Yeah. I would say. So Canon is both... Because I, I never have anything bad to say about Canon. Um, because they're, they both do video, they keep up with Sony's, you know, video techniques, and then they have a really solid, um, they have a really solid still photo as well. Nikon, (laughs) we'll just breeze by Nikon. Uh, but no, Nikon's great for just still photos. Yeah. I Um, think I noticed the quality and colors are better in Canon. mm -hmm. My personal opinion. Yeah, Canon has Canon has a much softer softer tone. Mm-hmm. Sony is more sharp, yeah, and crisp. And then Nikon is is uh, doing their their thing. <laughs> uh, my buddy Pete Mangle shoots on Nikon's, and I bash him all the time. But he's oh, no. so good. He's so good. Yeah, uh, and he knows exactly he just did what my to son's, do. Uh, football photos. Yeah, no, yeah. he's so talented. Great. He's going to be on eventually. Um, but he's a Nikon shooter. <laughs> yeah, and the people that love it love it. Yeah, and their work's great. Mm-hmm. I couldn't shoot one to save my life. I couldn't. I don't I've know had... how to work. He yeah. He, he handed me his camera one time. I'm like, I can figure this out. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Com- I've had people reach out different. to me like they're like want help with their cameras, and I'm like, what kind do you have? And then they tell me, and I'm like, yeah, I can't help you. Yeah. <laughs> I. Can't help you. <laughs> I it is it is, so Sony and and uh, Sony and Canon's kind of interface is similar. So, like, you could pick up one of my Sonys and know exactly what to do with it. I could pick up one of your Canons, for the most part, and know exactly what to do with it. Nikon, no no clue. Yeah. Uh, Panasonic's up there. Uh, Panasonic's always just been hanging on. Yeah. It's funny, actually, that you say that. Now that you say that, I lied. Nicole had a Nikon camera. Okay. When I was young. Your sister. Yes. Yeah. And I remember picking hers up first and starting to take photos with it. Was it like and the D3000 or something? Yes. Yeah. Something like <laughs> that. Was and that was when I asked my parents for a camera. Yeah. And then they had looked, you know, and they're like, what's going to be the best? I think at the time they were like, what is going to actually be good for her? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Not just a cheap junk one. Like, no, what's the T3i her? was yeah. legitimately top tier when yeah. that camera came out. That was the camera to yep. have. Yep. Uh, especially the i-series yeah. that they had going on. Because yep. you could do video. 
and yeah, they had a separate mic input. Yeah. In the ICU. And it's funny, like I have um Do you still have it? Mm-mm. Sold oh. it. Sold it top grade. Do you do you do you ever think back and like I really want that camera back? Like if you, it would if be you cool found that camera, like... would you buy it back? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. If I, I sold a guitar once very stupidly. I know I traded it in at the music alley for a different guitar that I really thought that I wanted. And then I was kicking myself and I went yeah. back to trade it back in and it was gone and I've not been able to find it. But if I find it, I'm gonna buy it back. To be honest now though, like I value my lens 10 times more than I do my camera. I just mean like this. And that's like a photo thing. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, cause your lens is so crucial to your, your style. Mm-hmm. Lenses, um, sometimes for people who aren't into photography or, or video are more expensive than the bodies. Yeah. Um, most of the time actually (laughs) like some of the i just recently started getting into um filming hunts actually and it's like you look at the lenses that you would like to have for filming hunting and i'm like okay i guess i'll just make what i have work (laughs) because that would be surprised you don't use don't have a gopro i know i should get one but i so like when i film i really like things to be super cinematic looking yep so i love that 1.4 aperture Mm -hmm. which i know is like crazy but i just love it and so for me to go to a gopro i would be like disappointed in the quality like i would be like this doesn't look cinematic to me and then it wouldn't align with me it wouldn't align with my values like i um filmed my niece's turkey hunt this last spring Mm -hmm. and like the cinematic feel brought the sentimental emotion of like watching her and my brother together. And that was more what it was about for me versus like the hunt itself, you know? Yeah. So that to me was like the memories, same thing with my like reasoning of why I love photos. It's like the nostalgic feel of it. Yeah. So I, so I, I, I'm sure you've heard that I got into the filming because of the jackass. Um, okay. My and I would, Those would are just, my favorite, by the way. Yeah, so we, that's funny that you say that. We we just we just would go around and we you know I've, I've told the story a million times. We'd go in and we'd steal the cameras, borrow the cameras from from <laughs> the, from Mr. Pavlock. You know, yeah. We'd go in there, and then we just go film stupid stuff. And I just love I love capturing. Yeah. Um. So a lot of my video peers will say that they love telling stories. Um. But I'm I just I'm a camera operator. Yeah. Right. I just love operating the camera and capturing moments. And then Stefan, my editor, he does a great job of taking what I film and, and putting, putting it, it into together a into a story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when and the reason I'm saying this is when I care less about that. So what you yeah. care about is very important to you. Yeah. I care about just capturing moments. So when I go on uh, family trips, I used to think about it and I used to be like, OK, I got to get this shot. What if I get this angle? Yeah. And Nicole's like, can you? Can you change? not? Yeah. Can you not? <laughs> so now, but it's, it's better now because now I just, I just go and I know what my framing is going to be. Right. And I just hold it. Yeah. And I have it. Yep. Um, so that way I can focus on what's happening with the kid, my kids, you know, yeah. and everything on, on, cause I film at all of our family trips. Right. <laughs> um, I love that though. That's yeah. so awesome that you do that. Um, and then another one of my inspirations was America's Funniest Home Videos. I just love capturing. I like things. that you yeah. say that. Like, I love both yeah. of those. But it's <laughs> funny. Like, I feel like every girl has their, you know, like, uh, guy that you would like. What do they call it? Like, when it's a suit, your hall pass or whatever. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Selena Gomez. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so funny. Like, mine is probably the last thing you would think of. But Kevin knows this is Johnny Knoxville. Oh. Like, down, he's my hall pass. He has been since I was young. It, which is his white hair now? 
<laughs> okay, we're talking like Johnny Knoxville in the, in the Dukes Johnny of Hazard. Oh, yeah, okay, or, yeah, or Jackass, yeah. Gosh, Dukes of Hazard, Jessica Simpson. Uh. Yeah. You know what's funny on that topic? My, like, random side dream would be to open, like, a true Southern honky-tonk bar, and I wanted to call it Daisy Dukes. Okay. And instead of, like, Hooters, like, the tops, it would be, Shorts. like... Weird side note. I will um, I'll invest in that. <laughs> yeah, you let me know. You let me know when a good place opens up and I'll get it going. Investors. Uh, the Depot. Hey, guys. For real. You know? <laughs> when, how good would that be, though? Like if you had true country live music, mm-hmm. you had Daisy Dukes, you had good beer. You would get shunned. <laughs> by the. I, let's be honest. You would get shunned by the community. Uh, <laughs> they, shun, they shun head shops when they yeah, come in and everything. Yeah, things. Didn't weren't you telling me about how you got got yelled at for for yeah. taking photos in the stu- in your first studio? Yeah, <laughs> they were like, oh, yeah, it's heathens. People, I think people just always have different perspectives. Yeah, of things you know. I no, I'd be all for it. But me, I'm down for a good time, and like that to me, yes. it just sounds like a genuine good time. It does. Music, short, short. <laughs> <laughs> All of that. I feel like you should be living in Nashville. I should be. (laughs) Nashville's your calling. I should be. If I could get my whole family to move to Kentucky, I say this all the time. Kentucky is my like hometown. Love it there. Marsden moved there. Jason Marsden. Mm -hmm. He loves it. I love it there. Uh, The breweries down there are Mm -hmm. amazing. Just the agriculture, everything down there is so good. Can I tell you? And I we we talked a little bit. We had lunch before this. We prepped, (laughs) but uh, I. I do a lot of tourism. I do a lot of tourism filming. And just to caveat, I'm not putting breweries or wineries down. But if I never had to film one again, I would not be sad. Yeah. <laughs> but so I think that's where my point is coming with like the Daisy Dukes place. Yeah. It's, it's like, different. yeah, if your brewery had cool things mm-hmm. about it. It has it to would be a be destination. More, yeah. Like it would be more like if you had good live country music. Mm-hmm. like of local people like it's funny i know a lot of local musicians that would do so well at it but they're like stuck playing at weddings and stuff all the time yeah. you know what i mean like if they had more of a place to play versus just weddings like matt burns yes you know he's yeah. great um there's a girl she's on facebook right now carrie underwood um carrie. which yeah but not carrie underwood okay um i need to look her up really quick no no worries she, uh, we can we can look her up on here if you yeah, want. Yeah, she is amazing. Um, Brianna Blankenship, she's making a name for herself. Yeah. Um, um, she plays in Ellicottville a lot. You know who else? Uh, Adam Stack. Oh, I think, God, Like, I know he's out country, but, like, he's amazing mm-hmm. at he, whatever he plays. He is an extremely talented musician. Yeah. Uh, and the singing is, yes. like, getting so good, too. Yeah. Uh, I, I will go out for... Um, if Adam Stack's playing somewhere, I'll go out for that. If Matt Burns is playing somewhere. Yes. I went to the winery in, in Arkport just so I could watch Matt. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But that's like, I don't know. That's just stuff I love. Mm-hmm. And that's like the one thing that, you know, a lot of people have like things to say about their hometown or their communities that they grew up in and whatnot. But like I have always loved where I came from. Yeah. And love growing up here. And I love raising my kids here. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think our community is great. And I think having things like that to go do and see like, to me, is much more fun than going to a movie on Friday night or something. Like, I don't know. I just like the atmosphere better. There's, this is kind of like a theme for this podcast, I feel like. Wellsville and our area is on an uptick. Yeah. Uh, because our generation is kind of taking over. Yeah. Um, per se. Uh, and I think it's being welcomed, yeah. finally. You know? Yeah. Um, who was I talking to? Rich Shear. I was talking to about how I think we're closer to 
the boomer generation than we realize. Yeah. Because they started, they are the ones that, you know, went out and started their own businesses and, yeah. and the small businesses and which grew and then generation X. Uh, there was of course people that, 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 you know, started their own businesses, but it wasn't as much I yeah. feel like, and they worked for, um, the boomer generation and then, uh, and, or they, they got the, the hand-me-down, right? Yeah. So they got they got to take the businesses that their parents would start over yeah. and then continue it on. And now we, the millennials, are starting our own businesses. And I think we're going to get the Gen Zs working for us, yeah. you know, to get the, yeah. to get the grow. Yeah, no, this, on, like, it's really easy to sit online and read or say things that, like, you know, about your hometown, but... Mm-hmm. There's, it's in every town, you know, there's negative things or things yeah. like that. It's a matter of like what you want to consume or what you want to listen to. Whereas I just choose to like look at all the good things in our community. And like, I'm so thankful to raise my kids here. Our region is one of the prettiest regions as well. Oh, for any, sure. Anywhere. For and sure. There's I know. no taken away from that. <laughs> every time I travel and, you know, people are like, oh, you're from New York. And I'm like, not New York City. <laughs> I'm like, you have I'm, to always explain it the closest every city. Every time. So you I'm like, we're, we're, we're underneath Rochester. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I always say 15 minutes of the PA border. Yeah. that's Because yeah. yeah, then they like, too. then they're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, you mean you're Amish? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. What you're doing, I have, I have a question. Yeah. It's there. So just to, to preface this, photography seems to go through phases as far as styles go. Yeah. Um, and we were talking when Nicole and I got married, the big style was they would keep the bouquets in color and have everything else desaturated. And I had Jason Gildner do our wedding. And I'm like, please don't do any of that. <laughs> I want black and white or just traditional style yeah. photography. Cause it doesn't, it doesn't go out of style. Um, and Right now, it seems like the 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 uh, is is the browns. Like yeah, the CP like is the warm. Tones. Yeah, yeah. Um, when did that start? And what do you think? What do you foresee kind of being the next the next phase of photography? It's hard to say. Um, and this could be your own words, like just what you yeah. think. As far as when it started, I think as things have grown on social media, people kind of see something and then try to make it their own twist, yep. which is you know, that's normal. That's like how life evolves. Um, so I think like the collaboration of everyone getting on like those warmer tones, I Mm -hmm. guess is what I would call it. I think a lot of it has to do with skin tones. Okay. So like those warmer tones really, you know, make somebody look tanner or just like warmer, more welcoming. Mm -hmm. Whereas like colder tones are more like, yeah, yeah. Just like different, you know? So I think a lot of people use the warmer tones because of that. Um, as far as what it's transitioning into, I, it could be different tomorrow. It yeah. could be different Friday. Like it, it's just crazy how quickly things are multiplying and rapidly like changing. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to pick a style that you like. At first, you're like, "This is my style," but then there's like actually, you know, a hundred other people with very similar styles. Yeah, it's it's so hard to be. It's same thing with music. So music and any creative, it's so hard to to stand out because there are so many people. Yeah. And we're more alike than we realize. Yeah, yeah. Things. yeah. Um, but I think if you just consistently do your own thing, um, which you do, yeah, is is just kind of it. Yeah, I I, see I used that. to put a lot of focus on trying to be different, mm-hmm. like trying to make sure my work did not look like somebody else's. And that like really stressed me out <laughs> because it was like you had to constantly change things yep. for that to happen. So now I just don't like care. I just mm-hmm. do whatever I want to do. And I actually like 
it's funny, probably most people would think like a photographer has one preset and that's what they use like every time they edit. Mm -hmm. But I have like hundreds of presets and I use a different one almost every single time I edit. Yeah. Because it's just like whatever the session was itself, what the lighting was that day, what it felt like. I edit based off that. I do that too. So, I mean, the most most of the still images I take are from the air. Yeah. Um, but I, I kind of match it to what I feel like it should be matched to. So my fall photos aren't going to be the yeah. same. So my winter photos aren't going to be the same right. as my summer photos. Right. And then it all depends on where I'm at too. Right. So like when we were in Maine um, last summer, I did a lot of like pink like a pink and purple hue because that's what it looked like in my eye. In your eyes, yeah. And I boosted it, of course. Everybody's like, oh, you boosted that, that yeah. photo. It's like, yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> because our the our camera cannot take yeah. what our eyes see. Our we scene. have to boost 100%, it. hundred percent, hundred percent. Doesn't that get annoying? Yeah, <laughs> I know. When people are like, or, you know, you have people reach out and they're like, you know, because I've had clients before say like, can I have this image not be so warm or something mm -hmm. or, you know, not her dress looks different in this. And I'm just like, yeah, no problem. Like yeah. if that's what my client wants, that's what they hired me for. And I will adjust that for them. Mm -hmm. But as far as like work for myself, I'll hundred percent make sure that that's true to like what I want it to be. Yeah. There's a, uh, uh, I follow a photographer named Peter McKinnon. I don't know if you've, mm -mm. you've watched him. He's out of Canada, but he, uh, he just did a video on talking about that. Cause he's mainly a photographer. Uh, who does good video, but he, uh, he talked about how he's been getting comments on what his style is now and how people are like, mm, you've done better work. And he's like, well, this is my work, right? Like, this is mine, right? I'm doing what I want to do. And then for clients, you know, we have to take like, they're paying us. So right, we have to exactly. take that constructive decision. And I've, I've heard other photographers say like, well, I'm not going to change my work. This mm -hmm. is my work. And I get that. I understand it. But at the same time, like you're a service for somebody. And so like you are somewhat required to meet somebody's, you know, desires and wants. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I think that that is like because like people get on Pinterest and they see images on here and they're like, here, this is like what I want to capture. Yep. Can you edit like this? And it's like, I might not be the best for you because that's not how I edit. Mm -hmm. But just so you know, I can document this for you in a beautiful way and I can edit a little bit lighter if you want that light, airy feeling. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not going to change my entire style for somebody, but I'm very upfront about that with people. Like, And I'll send like recommendations. I'll be like, oh, if that's the style you like, here, here's seven people that shoot just like that. Mm -hmm. And so. people, I have, I, used, I send people to you quite a bit, but people, <laughs> uh, people ask me, because I don't do much still photography, um, and, and I'll, I will send it. I'll do the same thing. I'll send them. So if someone's like, we have this game that we want you to record, I'll send them to Pete. Yeah. Pete is a fantastic action yes. photographer. Oh, 100%. Someone's like, do you do weddings? No. Yep. Here's Jordan. You know, or who, same here's thing for else. sports and things like that. I'll send them to Pete because yeah. I'm like, he does great work. And like, you know, I have the doctor's office here will reach out to me and they'll be like, hey, like, we really need headshots. And I'm like, that's not me. I don't yeah. really do that. I'm like, but here's, you know, great photographers that do. So. Mm -hmm. It's, I like, I know a lot of people talk about a saturated market, but I like having people oh, to refer people to. Yeah, yeah. And a network. And like, it's great to have that. Like I've been able to take a step back, not necessarily a step back, but find like more, I hate the word niche. So I'm not going to use the word niche, okay. <laughs> but niche. <laughs> <laughs> I've been able to find more of what I find like happiness and passion. Yeah. in. so like families, um, you know, instead of like having to feel the need to shoot everything so I can turn those headshots away. I can turn, 
stuff that I don't want to do away to somebody else because I have a great community of people who are good at it. Newborns. Yeah. I don't really want to do the posed newborn photos, but Amber is incredible oh, yeah. at Super them. Good. She has so much talent. So I am always like, you know, people <laughs> will message me and I'm like, I don't really want to do them for you, to be honest. Here's Amber. Like, she's amazing. I'm like, please go to her. <laughs> people always think you two have bad blood, too. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, no. Actually, we get along really well. Because what I see is I see her taking your photos and then you taking Yeah, we take for well. each other all the yeah. time, um, which is really nice. And we live really close to each other. Mm-hmm. So we can literally just drive over the hill. Um, but, no, our kids get along really well. Yeah. So, yeah. For a while there, it was, I mean, it was pretty, as far as what I thought top tier in our area was, it was you two. Yeah, no, like Amber is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's there's been plenty of what uh, Jason Gildner actually coined this. He calls them pop-up photographers. Yeah. Someone who gets a digital camera and then they're like, I'm doing photos now. Yeah. And uh, and some that actually stick with it and learn to, one of the hardest things is learning to take criticism. Yeah. Um, which is basically what I do is because I have so many different clients. Yeah. And every client wants something different. Different, right. Um, and there are those clients that uh, that are like, just do you. Right. Do your thing. Right. You know, we trust you. And those are amazing jobs. Yeah. But also sometimes they'll say that and then we're like, well, we had this in mind. Yeah. It's like, why didn't you tell me that? Yeah. I've done that. You know? Right. But uh, I think to what you said, you know, some, any creator, uh, photographer, graphic design, anything, the ones who can't take criticism or get offended yeah. by criticism, I don't think are going to make it as long as someone who just understands that they're not criticizing you as a person. Right. They're they just saying have, like, this is the vision they had in their head and they're trying to like, they're paying get it across it. to you. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. It does get frustrating at times though. Yeah. Well, lie about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can definitely like, I, I see that side of it a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, I mean, in, in any creative business, you have to learn yeah. how to take criticism yeah. and understand that it's really not, Right. It's not meant to be hurtful. It's meant to be like, yeah. Yeah. No, I think a lot of the pop-up photographers, it's, you know, everybody's motivations are different. Mm -hmm. Somebody's doing it because they really do need the money and they need something to work for their family. And I can support that. Mm -hmm. I can get with that. I know like what it's like in the economy nowadays. So like do what you got to do. Yeah. Uh, You know, I mean, I think they, they, go on and realize like, oh, this is actually a lot of work. Like it looked easy (laughs) online. And then they're like, oh, this is actually a lot of work. And then they raise their prices. And that I'm like, okay, good. Like find value in Mm -hmm. your work. Um, And I think other people just genuinely love to create artwork. And like, so their work is so unique. Like Zaravaya, her, I hope I said her name right. I think it's Zaravaya. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hers is so incredibly unique. She's like a gothic. Yes. And like, but it could not be duplicated. Mm -hmm. It's so unique through her eyes. She has no desire to photograph like somebody else because she has like, I feel true passion behind what she's documenting. Yeah. Um, She's like, her water shots are so cool. Yeah. Very cool. (laughs) Very cool. So, and I could never like, I, I don't have that moody vision in my head to shoot like that. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I like work that's like, Somewhat like a medium, warm, lighter contrast, like so different. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I don't see things that way. So they could never be the same. <laughs> I feel like my style, if I had to pick a style, is either, it's either like making it pop. Yeah. Like like HDR, super saturated, or black and white. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, no, like, and I love black and white. I love shadows. Yeah. Um. So and black and white like just is made for shadows. Yeah, I love. Um. I don't know if you scroll. Yeah. I'll uh, show you, like, like you said that sapia almost. I love like a very nostalgic, um, feel. I keep going through. We'll see if we find one. Might not even be on my page anymore. We'll see. But like, see my my dad and my son right there in the middle, like the very shadowy. I love that shot. That oh, to yeah. me is my childhood. I grew up in that same barn, you know, <laughs> feeding animals with my dad and stuff. So like, yeah, there's my passion and reason behind that photo. Does it mean anything to anybody else? Probably not. Oh, it means something to you. Right. And does yeah. somebody look at it and they're like, oh, wow, what an amazing image. Probably not. But to me, it's like, that's everything. Yeah. That is that that does have a massive nostalgic feel. Yeah. It just it. it just, you know, and the, I don't know if my black and white one's on here. It should be. I think it might be further down. I think that that's what that's if I had to describe something, that's what's hot right now is nostalgia. Yeah. We are nostalgic. A hundred percent. Um, Let me keep going. Why isn't this going down? Here we go. I know it's on there somewhere. You take too many photos. I do. <laughs> I do. There's a black and white one. Yeah, kind of that that color. Um, I had one of my kids on here at one time. Oh, uh, Max. Yeah. And it felt so... Um, maybe it's not on here. It should be. Oh, yeah, right there. So my daughter in the curtain. This one? Yeah. That to me yeah. is like... I love that. It feels so captivating of like her personality very sweet and mm -hmm. just like a adorable little girl <laughs> <laughs> she's adorable. yeah you know it's just like that's the kind of stuff i love now did you add all that grain yeah that's cool i love grain i love grain too and then mm -hmm. see like i've had clients reach out to me before and say like hey i love the edit of these but when i pulled them up they were kind of you know blurry yeah and what they meant was grainy mm -hmm. and i was like hey no problem i'll pull them back into photoshop i'll take the grain off for you it'll be the same exact edit but no grain yeah and like i'm willing to do that for somebody because i get where they're coming from they might not see the creative effect of grain as i do yep so i'm willing to do that uh ah look at that i love <laughs> that that was actually up in the cat skills this time of year really yeah where in the cat skills? i filmed there um, so much Oh, shoot. I can't think of what the town was called. It's actually this farm called... Is Are they tagged? It was something like June Farms. Um, I don't see them tagged. No. It was June Farms, and it's like a really awesome place. Hmm. Yeah, and see, like, even like scrolling through these, it's crazy how much my style has changed. Yeah. Because you still... I mean, like, so this one... These two are... So this must have been you weren't doing as much of the of the brown as as over yeah, here. Yeah, more colors or the warmth. I, I should yeah. say sorry. Uh, but winter. I mean, winter is hard. Winter is a cool season. You, you know, will like, you will see me share two winter photos. Really? And then I pretend like it's <laughs> summer all year long. I love the. I what I love about winter with is is winter makes color pop. Yeah. Um. Look at that. <laughs> We could just look at your photos all day. <laughs> <laughs> um, so speaking of Instagram, you're very, very prevalent on Instagram. Yeah. 
And then do so do you do you put Instagram in more of your focus or Facebook? A hundred percent Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the the ideal clientele to me is on Instagram. Yeah. So like clients that are somewhat my age, mothers mm-hmm. who are having families that want to have their families documented are mostly on Instagram. Yeah. Um some of the people who like again same thing with styles, like might like the more traditional styles are on Facebook mm-hmm. and maybe might not be my ideal client, but I do still market on Facebook because yeah. I do still have some clients on there. My, uh, for, so for me, Facebook is king because I'm a, excuse me, I'm a business to business business. So I, I don't do as much, um, you know, with, with private parties. A lot of what I do is in industrial or tourism yeah. or businesses and, my main following is, is, is female between the ages of 25 to 65. Yep. Right. That's what my analytics say. (laughs) And, but they, they are, you know, a lot of them are business owners, but they're also the wives of of business business owners owners, or the daughters of business owners that'll see my work. And whenever I I tell people this all the time, because they ask me all the time, like, how come you don't take any aerial images in Belmont? Or yeah. how come you don't take any aerial images of Bolivar? Well, I live in Wells, or I live in Andover, and I work in Wellsville. Right. So those are what so I mostly right. have up because it's easy for me just to go out if it's like a cool sunset take, and, yeah. and, and get it. And then I put I put some stuff on for marketing purposes. Right. And they're like, well, can you come take a picture of this? I'm like, sure. It'll be this much. And they're like, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought you just did that. Yeah. It's like, well, I you know. <laughs> That's one thing I'll say, like, as I've gone further into photography is I've truly learned the value of my time. Yeah. And I, it doesn't, it used to really bother me to tell people no or to cut them a deal, mm-hmm. you know, but I think you get, you either one, get burned so many times by somebody that you're like, all right, enough of this. Yep. Or two, you just realize like, all right, like if I'm going to be away from my family time, which I value the highest in my life mm-hmm. is my family time. Yeah. So if I'm going to be away from them, what I'm doing has got to be giving me value mm-hmm. of almost equivalency. Yeah. So I, you know, my prices accommodate that. Plus n- people never realize how long I'm sitting at a computer screen <laughs> staring to edit images, you know, like, and, and then also how many hours I spent messaging clients, how many hours are spent doing my taxes, how mm-hmm. many hours are spent with my accountant, oh, how many hours are spent fixing gear. Like there's so researching much. gear. Yeah. Studying. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people think like, Oh, you're a photographer. You just know how to do everything, but that's not the case. Like I've spent, you know, countless trips of mentoring with other photographers to like learn, you know, to be mm-hmm. able to make sure what I'm giving my clients is the best I can do. Yep. I just, I mean, I'll, I'll go to expos. Yeah. Tons of gear. I'm a gear guy. Yeah. I really like buying Having new gear. Cool gear and, yeah. yeah. Um, 360 is big for me right now. I'm okay. still messing with it. I haven't really like really launched it, but yeah. uh, I think it's getting to that point. But I, uh, but I'll go to expos like at the in, in Manhattan, the Javits Center. I just went to BuildCon, which is B and H. B and H had a bit. Have you been to the B and H store? Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, it is so. You cool. always go in there. And you're like, man, if I had all the money. I know. Are you Adorama or B and H mainly? Um, actually, to be honest, I don't order anything off of those. <gasps> yeah, crazy. What do you order from? So weird business tip when Tell I was start, yeah when I was starting out you know I was young so I needed to learn how to build credit yep. and things like that so I would I set up a Best Buy card 
Oh, I have Best Buy cards. Yeah, and yeah. so it's 12 months, no financing. So yeah. Sometimes it's 18 months. Yeah, so if I was going to buy new equipment, mm-hmm. I told myself, okay, like, we're going to buy this. We're going to put it on the card. You're going to spend those 12 months working your ass off and pay it off. Yep. And then I built my credit and got new gear in the process of that. Have, so have, have you taken out a loan at all? Oh, yeah. Your business? Oh, yeah. I have not taken out a loan. I took out a loan to purchase equipment. I took out a loan for my studio. Mm-hmm. Um, I've taken out... I'm trying to think what else for. It might have been it. I uh, I took out a loan for my horse, which I, <laughs> which I also count as like business use. <laughs> we can't forget to talk about the horses that my parents have. <laughs> I uh, well, I haven't taken out a, a loan because I've been so while I was working for other people, you know, I was kind of gathering gear over time. <gasps> I didn't turn my phone on silent. This is the second time, second <laughs> podcast in a row, I haven't done that. Um. But I just, I do a lot of reinvesting. So I'll work. If I want something new, I'm like, okay, how many jobs is it going to take to get, get that. what I want? And then I research the crap out of it. Yeah. So for all this podcasting gear, it was pretty much, I narrowed it down to two. It was either going to be Rode or Tascam. And I went with the slightly cheaper option because it was the exact same as yeah. the other one. Um, but I'm not opposed to shelling out. Yeah. You know, for the, for the, if someone says, this is the best, you need to get this. Um, and I agree with them. I'll get it. I don't always agree. Yeah. I'll be like, no, I can, I can get this, yeah. this Sigma lens over, you know, the Sony lens. Yep. Um, yeah. No, I just, that's the thing about being a business owner is you don't have that um, job paycheck coming in every week to show the bank to be like, hey, yeah, I can, I can afford to do this. Yep. You know, so you have to have some type of, you have to have some type of credit to show mm-hmm. them like, yeah, I can afford to do this. And, and that's business just, credit too. Right. And that's just even for purchasing a car. Like my husband and I keep everything financially very separate. Mm-hmm. Um, we just always have since we were young because we were both business owners and yeah. stuff. So we always kept things separate. And so I was like, I can't, you know, show like, yeah, he gets a paycheck at the end of the week so that I can get my vehicle. Yeah. But I'm also paying for my vehicle myself. So I had to be able to show them like, yeah, here's my credit. Here's what I make in a year. I mean, that's where that's, you know, tricky with pop-up photographers. It's like, you got to be legal. Yeah. You got to pay your taxes and stuff. And it's not necessarily just so that somebody doesn't turn you in. It's also so that you can take out a loan to buy a nice Mm -hmm. car for all the hard work you've been doing. Now, are you a sole proprietor or are you LLC? Um, sole proprietor. Okay. Yeah. I sw- I just switched this year. Did you? My fifth year to an LLC. Yeah. And I I don't know why I didn't do it sooner. Just for what I do. Yeah. Right? Because I have lots of equipment and I'm in, right. you know, I do a lot of industrial stuff. So I'm in manufacturing plants. If one of my right. pieces falls out, you know right. what I mean? Or someone trips so over I, a light. I carry a separate insurance for yeah. my business. Yeah. So any same exact thing, anytime something happens, if equipment breaks or something like that, I'm thankfully like I have all that covered, but yeah. So that way, if I do get sued, they can't sue me. Right. They sue Genesee Valley media. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, sorry. People don't, I don't, and then, and then you have your friends that are like, oh, you're on your own business. You can do whatever you want. So yeah. Like, well, no, I have multiple, 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 multiple bosses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, every exactly. client is a boss. Right. <laughs> yep. But it does give you, you know, the opportunity, like, I can just, if I have a free day. Yeah, absolutely. I can go salmon fishing. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> or, or go fishing in general. And or, that's the beauty of being a business owner. Like, mm-hmm. I push for it. I tell people, like, before you go to school, to college, look at your life around you. Yeah. What do you want to do the rest of your life? If you don't want to sit in a building every day, look into what else you can find a skill in. Yeah. Whether it's, um, you know, doing pottery 
or being a photographer or being a dog walker yeah. like no matter what it is you dog can make, make a lot of money in you LA. can make great money doing yeah. anything it's how you market it it's how mm-hmm. much time you put into it it's how hard you're willing to hustle you know a lot of people have this mindset of like you know rest take it easy like you know on your mental health which i 100% like we'll get into that there's there's I think different things, you know what I mean? I think different things about that. Um, but in order to make a business work, you've got to be willing to hustle. Yeah. You've got to hustle. Mm-hmm. It's true. And I, I, I do, um, I talk about this a lot, but I prioritize work. Work is actually at the bottom of my totem pole. Mm-hmm. It goes Nicole. So even over the, our kids, it goes Nicole, yeah. the kids work are the top three. Uh, and then Nicole's our, our work school kids me um but we balance yeah out and i'm sure you and kevin are have your oh, yeah. own your oh, yeah. own you know formula yeah, it's like it's like at the end of the day you know if the worst thing happened of course your family would always come first yeah but being a business owner you know that there's gonna be friday nights where you're like i have to do this yeah like you guys go to dinner you guys have fun i have to do this even yep. for people who you know like own the brewery and stuff like they have to work they have to be there like they have to be there you know you have to be willing to that's part of being a business owner. It can look really glamorous. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, you know, <laughs> she gets to wake up and go to the gym. She gets to have this free time. It's like, yeah, I do that. But I also sacrifice a lot of my yeah. family time to make my business work. I'm super blessed that I found Stefan. Uh, yeah. Because he does a lot of the post-production. Um, so I'll go out and film and then he takes, yeah. you know, and not all, you know, we tag team. Yeah, yeah. Um. But if if I didn't have him, I wouldn't be able to keep up at the capacity that I'm keeping up at right now. And even now, I'm like, God, I need I need another me, mm-hmm. like another film person. Yeah. Uh, anybody that is into film, please reach out to me. <laughs> <laughs> but yours is so personable. What you do is so personable. You kind of have you. you yeah, know. I have to be. Yeah. I've had people reach out to me before and say like, Hey, Jordan, like. I'd love to help you on social media if you need a second hand and stuff like that. And I, I always appreciate people reaching out to me. It's super sweet of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always declined just yeah. because I am really, really, I've put so much time into what I have that I just want everything to be truly authentically mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And so I don't think, you know, it's like this whole AI chat thing, you know, all this nobody could ever truly generate <laughs> what I'm feeling or my emotions. You know what I mean? Like, a- it's just AI. It's crazy. AI terrified me and it still really terrifies me, but I listened to, I listened to a, uh, a Ted talk and the person was talking specifically for our industry, the creative industry. And he said, if you push AI away, you're going to fall away yourself yeah. because businesses and not necessarily for us for like the private sector, but businesses are going to be hiring people that who have experience, who have experience in it and doing the AI. And then, um, I, I will admit I learned how to use it on Photoshop just for like being able to edit something out of a background. Yeah. It's it's crazy how you can just like circle it, type in, remove the pull. Yeah. And it just is gone. Yeah. (laughs) So like in that aspect, totally will use it. Mm Mm-hmm. But I've also seen, you know, because I do a lot of social media marketing, um, I've seen where people will type in, generate an emotional post about mothers and postpartum. Yeah. And that to me is like the biggest, like, Mm -hmm. I cannot, I cannot. Like you could never know what, they could never know what to write about it. Yeah. Like you have to have lived it to truly understand the mental health that a mother goes through. Like, so... 
speaking of mental health, um, you you explained to me, and I want you to go in more detail. You explained to me that you work out now because you got really into fitness, but it's not necessarily for um, image; it's more for your mental health. Yeah, can you go into that a little bit? We got we got some time left. I want yeah, to this. you could scroll back up to the beginning okay. if you want. That's like kind of all my mental health stuff. <laughs> we went down far. Yeah, we did. <laughs> you tell me what you want me to click on. Oh, you're good. You can, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, so um, I personally went through my own, like, mental health is huge, mm-hmm. hugely important to me. And in a way of, I see a lot of different sides of it online. I see a lot of people saying, like, give people time, you know, you need to rest, you need self care. It's like, go get your nails done. And like me as a mother, I went through some of the hardest things I've ever gone through in my life. I didn't realize how hard motherhood was going to be. Being a 24-7 caretaker for somebody is extremely demanding. Also, like anxiety, like just, oh, my God, it was crazy when I had my kids. And so was it a postpartum or? I didn't. So it was funny. Like I I knew what postpartum depression was. Mm -hmm. I'd heard people talk about it before. But what I was going through, I knew wasn't depression. I was like, I'm not depressed. I am like terrified of every single thing happening, like the worst things. Like, um, and so I was like, I know I'm going through something different. I don't know what it's called. Well, then I learned about postpartum anxiety. Okay. And so I went to my doctor and that was after a year of struggling. I went to my doctor and asked for help. They immediately pushed medication. Yep me I needed to cut back in my life on what I was doing I needed to not be booking so much I needed to take more family time I needed to um not stretch myself so thin Mm -hmm. that was what they told me (laughs) and I was like this just doesn't feel right right I don't want to be on medication and I have nothing against medication I knew for me personally I didn't want to be relying on it and so I was like there's got to be something else so I suffered a little while longer Mm -hmm. I finally reached out to a therapist um, never realized how incredibly beneficial that would be. I think there's a, like the stereotype that you just sit in a room and you talk and it's like just weird. Yeah. And pe- oh my God, it's not, not quite as much anymore. People used to be afraid yeah, to, to go to it's a, it's not like that at all. Yeah. And actually I do most of my therapy ses- sessions, um, zoom, yeah. like uh, just in the comfort of my own home. And like, it's like my best friend that I'm just chatting with. Um, and she puts things in perspective for me. An unbiased listener. Yes. Yeah. Um, so started with the therapy and that got better, but it, there were just still things that were not great with my body. And I'm talking like hormones, you mm-hmm. know, and, um, I got to like a very low point in my life of like, I was miserable, but my life around me was so great. Right. So it was like, what is going on that I can't get this to be in line? Um, and that was when I reached out to a personal trainer okay. and decided like, okay, I'm going to do this for me. I'm going to, this time I'm not going to quit. I'm going to prove to myself that I can do this a hundred percent. Who is your personal trainer that you were talking to? Um, so I, at the time was, um, Riley Comstock. Okay. And then I work with Grayson Van Dyke now. She owns, um, Body by G. Okay. Yep. So, um, both amazing trainers and I didn't realize how, therapeutic weightlifting was going to be for me like that I think it's like 
you leave high school and if you're a sports person, you have all this challenge in high school to be the best you can be. Yeah. Right. And then you get out of high school and you're like, well, I don't really have anybody com- to compete with. Like, you know, except for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Except for yourself, which is like a whole nother journey in itself to realize how far can you push yourself? Yep. Um, and so like weightlifting kind of brought that back to me. I was like, all right, how much weight can I get this time? Yeah. How much weight can I get this time? Like, you know, how many reps can I do? How many pull-ups can I do? Um, and it completely changed my life. Like I have the most clear mental space now. I see everything around me. I'm so happy, like genuinely. Um, and that was when I was like, I've lost certain people in my life, um, due to mental health. And so I, thought to myself, like, I need to share this with people because yeah. if they could have known like how helpful this would be, maybe it could have saved them, mm-hmm. you know? And so other mothers going through the same things as me, you don't have to be in that. Like, I think some people online are like, um, I'm a hot mess and it's okay. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. normal, but it's like, that's not normal actually. Like you, you shouldn't have to feel chaotic and stressed and just like your house is a mess all the time and all of that. Like I wish now I would have known that <laughs> back then that like, no prioritize your health, prioritize your mental health so that you can feel good. So you can be present with your kids. Yeah. Um, there were so many moments that I was not mentally there for because I was just drowning in chaos that like now I look back and I'm like, oh, why did I suffer? So and it was much? all in, inside yourself. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's been extremely therapeutic for me to find this outlet. And that's why, I mean, I'm assuming that's why you're, you're making all these posts because you yeah. want to reach out and show yes. people that, Hey, you can do this. Yes. And there's other people here that can help you through this. Yes. Right? 100%. I um, think, I think just find something to do and do it. Um, a lot of people are advocating for like, you know, rest and self-care being like getting your nails done and things like that. But self-care is nourishing your body with good food so that your hormone levels are regular so that you feel good, you know, um, back when (laughs) it was the cavemen and stuff like that, there wasn't all this like crap and hormones and dyes and all that stuff in your food. Um, that makes you feel like shit. Yeah. To be honest. I, <laughs> it is true. And, um, I rem- I remember, gosh, I remember when Nicole and I were, well, we were pregnant with Gwen and I used to watch, I, we love food network and I'm, yeah. like, I'm never going to let my kids eat Burger King and McDonald's yeah. and stuff. And then, but it's like, it's so convenient yeah. and they make it that way. Yeah. And you can find a healthy balance. Yeah. Like my kids have had McDonald's before. Oh yeah. But 90, 90% people. of the week we like, you know, we live on a farm. We raise all our own meat. So 90% of the week we are eating at home and I'm feeding them food that I know is going to nourish them yep. to have a good day as, you know, wherever they're going to be. I know that like kids get exhausted and tired and cranky. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, what can I feed them today? That's going to give them the best fuel for their bodies to operate and function like in a healthy way for them. Um, but have we been on road trips before where we're like, yes, a hundred percent. And we've stopped and got McDonald's, you know? And it's so good. Yeah. It's just, it's so much sugar in it. Like I remember I had a, uh, um, what did I have? I was listening to a podcast and someone was talking about how sweet 
uh, I think it was the Joe Rogan podcast. He was talking about how he stopped at McDonald's and got a double quarter pounder with cheese. <laughs> and he talked about how sweet it was because yeah. he hadn't had one in a while. And we don't really go to McDonald's. We, we go to Burger King. Won't lie about that. <laughs> but I went to McDonald's and I and I got one. I'm like, holy shit, this is super sweet. Yeah. Like it was legitimately like a candy bar almost. But it's eating just this like burger. a commercial on TV. Their yeah. tactics of what they put in the food is to make you yeah. want more. And that's like where a lot of mental strength comes from. It's like, how strong can you be mm-hmm. to, I'm not saying restrict the rest of your life or say no the rest of your life. Right. It's how strong can you be to make the right decisions 90% of the time and enjoy your life. Like, you know, find that healthy balance. Mm-hmm. I would never, I'm not into, you know, I did that before I found my journey that I'm on now where I would restrict, restrict, restrict. And then you yeah. would like binge eat because you're starving. Right. So, like, I have found such a healthy balance with, like, nourishing my body in positive ways. And um, it's been so beneficial to my mental health. And this happened quickly, too. Very I mean, quick. Like, you you went, what was that image? Yes. What, how? So, um, I started back in December, so I'm almost a year in. And I'm down 30 pounds and yeah. just, like, met. you know, it's easy. You put those photos side by side and it's easy to see, like, oh, wow, that really worked for her. But... If you could see mentally in my brain, it's like you take the oldest, dirtiest window yeah, and then spray it up with some Windex and wipe it down. And like, that's what my brain would look like. Right. Just so much clearer and happier. Like there's things I look back now and I'm like, oh my God, I was suffering so bad. Mm -hmm. And if I had just known that I just needed to tough it out for three months, I just needed to stick with the workouts and the food for three months. And then like life became so easy. It's so easy now to do that. I'm having coffee with cream and sugar in it. You know what I mean? Like I don't have to restrict things. Right. It's just a matter of finding like good balance. I know that I do know for a fact that you have inspired people. Um, I was just talking to my buddy and uh, he I, I, he was like, oh, we got to go work out. I'm like, when did you start working out? He's like, well, Jordan, Jordan uh, Costello has been doing, doing a lot of this workout stuff. So it made yeah. us want to go work out and, and yeah. get healthier. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. And I was like, she's going to be on the podcast. Here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it no, does. there's a lot of like, I think people are starting to realize now how much just your genuine, your general health can play a role in mm-hmm. your whole life. Like, you know, how you feel. Yeah. And we, we have a, uh, as much, as much as possible. So growing up, um, we would always have dinner together, right. As a family. So we'd, yeah. we'd sit around the dinner table and it might not have been the table. We, there were still pizza nights but we'd watch a movie together. Yeah. And Nicole and I try to implement that where if we are able, we'll be home and we'll be having some sort of meal together Yeah. as a family. Um, and I think that's important too. To yeah, 100%. That, you know? I, I think night, like the reason I do all of this is for my kids. Yeah. I want them to see a mother that not only believes in herself, but loves her body, but mm-hmm. is also so strong. I right. want them to see like that she can go through really hard times in her life and while it's bad in the middle of it and it's hard, she kept pushing through and got through it. Yeah. So, you know, and Marley and Vincent have, you know, said before, like, oh, I'm strong. And they'll like, they'll <laughs> flex their muscles. I'm like, yeah, you are. Yeah, and you are. I hope that they carry that with them their yeah. whole life. And I hope that they see like Vincent actually is really funny. One of my friends was telling me um, he was leaving Texas hot. They always get their lollipops on the way out. Oh, yeah. You have to. You know, and uh, I do. <laughs> he took two. Oh. And he goes. But wait, he goes, I'm going to put this one back because my mom said sugar's not good for your immune system. <laughs> so I'm only going to have one. That way I can stay, you know. And so I'm like, okay, he does hear me, you know. Yeah. He's hearing a little bit of what I'm saying, and I hope that he'll carry those as he gets older so he can say, like, you know, I want him to go to 
wherever, whatever he yeah. does, whether he goes into the workforce or college or whatever. I want him to be able to go to a party with his friends and say like, yeah, I can have a beer, but I don't need to have 40 of them and look like an right? idiot and feel like shit the next day. Yeah. You know, I want him to know that like there can be a healthy balance of life. <laughs> <laughs> Your kids do watch you and they notice stuff. So we, we drink a lot of, uh, like I love water. I'll drink water more than anything. I do love a good Mountain Dew, and I love like a. a Katie has the uh, the sh- the shop at Main on Main Street in Wellsville, <laughs> has um, has uh, the the pumpkin cold brew. God, I love. Oh, those. love They're a cold so brew. So good. Love a cold brew. So good. But today I was like, I need to drink some 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 uh, some Pedialyte. I'm feeling a little dehydrated. Yeah. yeah. And then you're like, oh, there's sugar in that. And I'm like, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but our kids watch us and they prefer to drink water yeah. more than anything. Yeah. Um, and we'll give them we'll give them a treat like an orange soda or or a root beer. We still try to stay away from the caffeinated um drinks. Uh and then if they get if they get wily, we'll send them outside. Yeah. Like you need to go run around the house. Yeah. For a bit. Yeah. Or something. Um so it is crazy how much your kids take away from you and how yeah. much you don't even realize. Yep. They're taken away from And I, I want them to know, like, you know, I think a lot of people think, like, I need to get healthy so my life can be perfect. Yep. Your life is never going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And the sooner you let go of that, the sooner you'll be happier. <laughs> I told you my know? friends that. So we were we were kind of the, uh, Nicole and I were the, were the elders, I guess, yeah. relationship elders. <laughs> um, so we had, like, the long, we were married before anybody else. And, and so... A lot of my buddies would like model their relationship after ours because they see what they see. Right. Right. And they didn't see that 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 relationship and add anything is work. So it's much a work. a lot of work. So much work. Um, you know, we've done back. We're, we're, we're in a very good place now. Ever since having kids, it like yeah. clicked on things. But, you know, we, we went through marriage counseling before. Same, same. You know, we it, it's it's work. Yeah. No, um, same. Like in. Same thing. I used to think that like, oh, marriage counseling meant you were failing. Yeah, you're going to get a divorce. You're going to get a divorce, so you got to go to save your marriage. Oh, my God, is it not that? (laughs) We went and I learned so many communication skills that benefited our marriage in such a positive way. We are so healthy right now because of that. And so I've talked about that online online publicly of uh, like, please go. Yeah. (laughs) If you are in a marriage, please go because it's not. And even Kevin, like we left that day. The very first one, and I remember being like, God, that's kind of hard. Because you talk about all the shit that's like... Yeah, that's you know, going wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, that was great. Yeah. He was like, he was ready to go to the next one. I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> that's not what I expected. Um, but yeah, like, if you think that your life is going to be perfect one day, it's just not going to be. You nope. just have to be okay with finding, like, that healthy balance and, like, work towards things that bring you joy. Mm-hmm. It's never going to be a perfect time to get engaged. Yeah, no. It's never going to be a perfect time to have kids. It's nope. never going to be a perfect time to get married. I think what Nicole and I did and what what makes us successful as, like I love my wife to pieces, what makes us successful as a, com- a couple is that we know that it's not going to be what we envision and we're right. okay with it. Right. Um, and it's perfect in our eyes. Right. Right. As someone outside looking in might see something completely different than what we see yep. for each other. Same thing as like, health for people like the weightlifting works really well for me Mm -hmm. my sister-in-law on the other hand 
she could run to Kansas and back. My sister Erica. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. god, she's just she just did a half marathon or oh marathon, god, she's right? Incredible. She she's like marathon. the most amazing runner. She runs <laughs> all the time, and that for her is her outlet. Is she you know? doing Ridge Walk? Um, I'm not sure actually. It's the homecoming this weekend, oh. so I'm not sure. It's her daughter's first homecoming. Yeah. Um. So it's just everybody will find different things, but whatever you find, stick with it. Make time for it. Realize that like giving yourself that outlet and space is okay to do. And that's why I that's why you um are so public. Yeah. And I love that you're so public about everything that you do. Yeah. Um, because it does help. Yeah. And and that's why I wish that I would have known these things, you know, ten years ago. Mm-hmm. I wish that that would have been a trend ten years ago. Yeah. Because I would have saved myself a lot of hangovers. <laughs> Um, no, I would have just realized so much sooner that it's so easy to be happy. It's yeah. so easy to realize how great your life is um, and that you don't need all these extra things. You know, I think a lot of people chase money, chase mm-hmm. having big things. And in reality, it's like those things aren't going to bring you happiness. Happiness is the people you spend your life with that you share your moments with. I actually found more success. So I talked about this with uh, Mackenzie Kreischer. She was on like, I think third episode, but we talked about that. And I found more success when I stopped chasing the money. Yeah. Stopped taking every single job that someone came at me with. And, um, I still have a soft spot for any community projects. Yeah. You know, I'll do, I'll do that. And I'm sure you do as well. But, but for the most part, if there's something that I just like, I'm like, I can't do that right now. Yeah. I'll pass it on to someone else. Like, yep. you know, we, we talked about earlier with our networks. Yeah. So. No, a hundred percent. And that was kind of why I changed my business so much is to only accepting like certain sessions mm-hmm. and, you know, adjusting my pricing to be able to accommodate that. But same thing with the community. There's, there's work that I've done that's, you know, for free because yeah. I just love giving back to my community in that way. Um, and with that, I really, really appreciate you coming on. It happened. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> uh, and is there anything that you got going on uh, that you want to let the community know about or any words of wisdom? Um, I am working with a personal trainer now. So if anybody does want to um, reach out and get started on their journey, please reach out to me. I'm happy to like pass along any information to you. We have great local gyms and community um, and also uh, therapists. I have a great recommendation list of therapists that are local and also via Zoom. So if anybody's looking for one, I would be happy to send that along. Awesome. <laughs> and um, again, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. And so you know this episode was sponsored by The Shop at Maine. Uh, and if you've made it this far through the podcast, uh, the first 10 people that walk into The Shop at Maine and mention the ND Vision podcast will get a dollar off their drink. First 10 separate people that walk in. <laughs> so you've had to watch it this long. Right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Jordan. Thank you so much for having me, Nick. Let me spin the lid, because what I'm going to do is I'm going to say this episode was sponsored by the shop at Maine, and then I'm going to be like... (laughs) (laughs) Like an obnoxious sip. (laughs) I like the sound effect. (laughs) Yeah.